Welcome to Real Horror Case Files, where I, Salva, tell you all about the most horrific and terrifying true crime and paranormal stories from around the world. Joining me, as always, is the lovely Chantel. Hi, everyone. How are you? It's, um... <laughs> tired. <laughs> tired, of course, yes. The, yeah. the week that this is released, I think, is like a couple days after Halloween so um happy Halloween to those um yeah I think I could be very wrong and yeah that would I, I don't I don't know this is your baby this <laughs> you're is. the one who's in charge in this one <laughs> so I don't have the schedule for it you have no no clue about anything um which makes it really nope. fun for me because I get to terrify you every week I know and you tell you tell me the topics and then I forget them you're you like remember? I'm gonna do this and then I don't remember them. do you remember the topic for today no I know the one that we're gonna be recording eventually Okay. The one that we decided not to do this season. Right. Right. Yeah. Yes. We're gonna I do know that, that one. Next year. We're going to do that next year. Yeah. Anyways, uh, today I'm going to be telling the story of uh, the true story behind the Amityville Horror House. Yay! <laughs> I just watched that horror movie oh, did like, you? a week ago. So like a week be, ago, I guess. You're familiar with the story ish. Um,. It, uh, I'm, I'm also going to be telling them about the, the murders of the DeFeo family. So, um, mm -hmm. listener and watcher discretion is advised for this. It, it is not for the faint of heart. So if you find, um, anything about murders, especially the murders of children, um, you may be excused or you know you can watch at your own discretion yeah so let us begin so the the house itself it's um located about 30 miles outside of new york city um and um basically on november 13th 1974, 23-year-old Ronald J. DeFeo Jr. murdered his entire family with a 35 Marlin rifle. And as the story goes, 13 months after, the Lutz family purchased the home and um, moved in, but did not last very, very long. So let's talk about Ronald, uh, also known as Butch DeFeo. And I'm going to, um, he, he was named after his father. So I'm going to try to make sure that I tell you who's who in the story. Um, but Ronald Butch DeFeo is the murderer. Okay. So he was born in uh, on September 26, 1952, in Brooklyn, New York, to Ronald DeFeo, who um, was a, a successful car salesman, and Louise DeFeo, um, and he had four younger siblings, which truly makes this story like really horrific in its own right, just because mm -hmm. of how young the kids were. Uh, yeah. Ronald, Ronald DeFeo Sr., um, he was 43 and uh louise defeo who was 42 and the four siblings are john matthew defeo who was nine mark defeo who was 12 allison defeo who was 13 and don defeo who was 18. so ronald senior um he was a very domineering authority figure and had a, he was very hot tempered towards his wife and five children um, with his most frequent target being Butch, the oldest. Mm -hmm. As a child, he was overweight, and as a result, um, he was the victim of taunting and bullying by his classmates, which, when it comes to look, looking at the backstories of murders, you often see that. 
in my yeah. opinion. Um, so I don't know if that stimulated anything further, but we will see. Um, as he got older, he began lashing out physically to his father and friends. So, um, that is also not good. Yeah. <laughs> his his family took him to a psychiatrist to help him with his anger issues, but it only made him more upset, and he denied he needed any kind of help. So, at least we know that his family was willing to help him and try to make him feel be- uh, get better. Um, yeah. Maybe try to resolve, you know, why why he has anger issues and and all of that um but he downright didn't want it he didn't want anything to do with it he got more upset with it um so since since doctor's visits didn't work um they tried to use incentives um like giving him cash and expensive gifts um to help their troubled son one of these gifts was a uh, speedboat that costed $14,000. I wish I had that kind of money that I could just, you know, randomly a on a limb. just salesman, car salesman. I know, but like still, how much money do you make as a car salesman? Apparently he got a lot. Enough to buy his son a speedboat. Yeah, but still, that's like a lot of money. <laughs> if I had that much money, I wouldn't be buying a speedboat on, let me tell you that. Well, um, I don't know what to tell you, Chantal. I know what you would buy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I would buy. Yeah. Um. So by 17, he became an LSD and heroin user. And he was expelled from school for violent outbursts. So at this point, everything has kind of gone downhill. Yeah. Despite all of this, his parents continue to reward him, hoping that it will help him calm down. He received a weekly salary despite not working. And with that money, he used it to buy a car, alcohol, drugs, and guns. So his parents paid him for not working. Yes. I think his dad wanted him to work at, well, like, with him at the mm-hmm. car dealership, but I don't think um, he he didn't want to. He, he didn't want to. So his, I guess his parents thought, well, I guess we're just gonna make him happy, keep him happy, and just give him what he wants. Which, in my opinion, is the wrong thing to do. It's the wrong way to go about things, but you know, like it's it's okay within reason, but to fully support him in that way, yeah, like in like financially, especially if he at this point is buying alcohol, drugs, and guns. Yeah, that something's not right there. Yeah, that's a bit of a red flag, if I say so. Yeah. Uh, One day, his parents were arguing, and he attempted to shoot his father point-blank with a uh, 12-gauge shotgun, but but it malfunctioned, resulting in his father being too stunned to even continue arguing. Like, I would too, though, if my son just came out with a gun. That's crazy. At that point, you think you're going to be dead, but it malfunctioned, and it didn't nothing happened thank thank goodness it malfunctioned like can you imagine oh that would have been i mean with 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 his with his mental health issues that he has happening i could imagine but i mean still like that must have been terrifying in that moment yeah to be on the to be on the other end you know yeah yeah i don't know well uh more happens oh no okay um, so in, in late October of 1974, he felt like his salary was not enough, so he plotted to embezzle the car dealership. Um, so the car, the dealership entrusted him to deposit 
$20,000 to the bank, but instead he planned a mock robbery with his friends and they agreed to split and he agreed to split the money with them. They successfully did it, but it all turned downhill when the police came to the dealership to question him. He got very angry when the police asked him to go to the station to look at possible suspects and he refused. So this was, sorry, this was the son, right? Not the father. Yes, this is the son. Okay. Um. So when his father suspected he was the robber, he questioned him and he threatened to kill his father. Interesting. Which Second I think, time. Like for a second time, like, right? Yeah. Like That's if, the second time he threatened to kill his father. Yeah. That, uh, oh man, that would be... That would that would be too much for me. I mean, the first time would be think, too much for me, but like... I think this was the breaking point, because you have to also keep in mind his father was abusive, and he saw that that's, abuse. That's true. Right? So I think yeah. this is him lashing out against it. Against, and yeah. And he hit a breaking point with it, because mm-hmm. in the early hours of November 13th, 1974... He shot his parents in their bedroom while they were um, asleep with a 35 caliber Mar- uh, Marlin ri- rifle. Then he, and this is where it does get sad, so um, mm-hmm. if you don't feel comfortable listening further, we totally understand. I, we're not going to be hurt by it. Um, he then went to his brother's room and shot them in their beds followed by shooting his sisters in their bedroom. All of this happened within 15 minutes, followed by Butch taking a shower, dressed for work, then taking his bloodied clothes and murder weapon in a pillowcase, where he then dumped the evidence in a storm drain on his way to the dealership at 6 a.m. He just went to work. Like, nothing like, happened. And like, nothing happened. That's yeah. that's crazy to me. Like, I hear it all the time in true crime and, like, horror um, podcasts and shows and stuff like that. But it's just crazy to me that someone can do that. I think... It's... Yeah, I, like... I don't know. I really, like, you can't explain it. It yeah. just happens. And that's just how they deal with it. And mm-hmm. and here's here's where like things get creepy that everyone questions with this particular case. Him shooting his parents and then his brothers and then his sisters all happened within 15 minutes um on the two floors of the house. If that was you're quick. In, you're in one house though. Nobody heard the gunshots? Yeah. And that's quick too. Like, if, if you're asleep and you hear a gunshot go off, it's a loud gun. It is. Because what, what was the type of gun again? It was a thirty-five. Uh, oh, shit. Where did I lost it. I lost it. It was a thirty-five caliber Marlin rifle. If you go onto um, YouTube and just listen to the sound that that gun makes when it's shot... It's loud. It's very loud. It's very loud. Yeah. So that's that's why people maybe think that maybe something supernatural was happening. That um, and there's a similar case to this that Chantel, you know that I will cover um, eventually is the Velisca asks murder. Yes, that, that also too. happened. That, that one's all... also confused me. That that also happened all in the same house. Everyone in the house was murdered in their beds. They were still asleep. Yeah. So, and, and you know, with the reports that came out, there was no silencer used. Because um, I guess you could tell when, when, um, when a okay, bullet is shot. Here, but here even with is... the silencer, if you're Here's... all in the same room... Yeah, but still, here's my question. If you yeah. hear a gunshot going off, are you really going to move towards the gunshot? Or but are you going to stay where you are? They said, the the coroner report said that everyone was still asleep. Yeah, but how, how they would they know killed. that? How would they know that? I don't know, Chantel. I'm not a scientist. I'm not 
corner. But that's like that's like my question. Like how how would they know if everyone was still asleep? Is it possible that they were just scared and hiding in their bed when they got murdered? And that's why maybe. the coroners and maybe the coroners assuming that they were still asleep because they were hiding in their bed? Maybe. I I really don't know. Like this is a Hold on, I'm going to Google this because I I am now <laughs> curious. It Let's it's see. a weird case especially oh wait maybe i shouldn't google this that'd be a really weird thing to google how do coroners know that people die when they're asleep um okay never mind i'm not gonna i'm not that curious i'm not gonna google that we don't need your search history to be cremating (laughs) evidence against you one day um (laughs) are you saying that i'm gonna commit a crime i'm not saying anything I'm just saying, and I'm not even saying that my search history isn't even better than that, because <laughs> I've been researching all of these cases. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like... No, but you have a very good point. Like, like if, if, if I was, because I'm assuming, like, these people are kind of younger, like, especially with the Velisca Ask murder that you brought up, younger kids... Are they really going to, when you're scared as a child, you do not get out of bed. I don't know if you remember being that young, well, but yes. you would hide underneath the covers, right? Um, The oldest daughter, uh, Dawn, was 18, though. Wouldn't... So they were younger. But but as an 18-year-old, she was the, still. She was the oldest. She's so the would... oldest. But she, it... You're still going to be scared and you're not going to get up and go towards the gunshot. And if you're scared out of your sleep... Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have ever woken up, like, because you've heard, like, heard something in your house. I mean, I've woken yeah. up when there's been, like, knocking on the door, and it scared me awake, and I have to, like, sit there for a good minute to catch my breath. <laughs> yeah, your heart. <sighs> yeah. 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 No, I, def- I definitely get it. I don't know, Chantal. It's, it's really... It's, w- it's weird, but it's, like, at the same time, it's, like... I don't know. It's hard to say, like, whether yeah. it was paranormal or not, because there's so many factors it could have been. There's so many factors that maybe it wasn't, you know? Mm-hmm. It it definitely brings to question the whole paranormal aspect of it, especially when, um, we'll find out soon, the Lutzes move in. Okay, let's, Which, let's hear what happens. in itself is, you know what, I, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> um, so... While he was at work, he called the house pretending not to know why his father didn't show up. Hmm. Try to get himself an alibi. Um, at around noon, he got bored at work, so he left to hang out with his friends, and he tried to create an alibi by telling every person he didn't know where his family was. Um, at 6 p.m., he called his friend in mock surprise saying that somebody broke into the, his house and shot his family his friends that, yes, that's sir. so like he thought that out all of that that's the thing i to think, do all of that i think this was very much planned ahead yeah. of time that's way too well thought out for it to be a spur of the moment type for him thing, to you know? know that he would need an some kind of alibi he definitely planned that out yeah Wow, okay. Um, his friends contacted the authorities, and when Suffolk County detectives questioned Butch about who he thought might have done the murders, uh, Butch said that he believed it was mafia hitman Louis Fellini and said that there was an old grudge with the family over work DeFeo did not pay him at the dealership. Uh, sorry, did for him at the dealership. So that was his story that he told the police, that it was a mob, that it was the right. mafia hitman who did it for not right. uh, paying up. Interesting. Here's the thing okay. about the mob, though. And Chantel, I know I'm Italian, and I'm not saying that I have ties to the mob, but I... <laughs> I know you don't have ties to the mob. I, I, I swear I don't. I don't. I really, really don't. But Girl, I've known you for how many years? I know you don't. <laughs> the, the mob code is you do not touch the family. You can do whatever you want to the people that are associated with the mob, but you do not touch the wife or the kids. Mm-hmm. So that right there does not fly. Yeah, I know. Like you see them, you see it in the movies all the time. You do, yes. 
Movies, um, TV shows, everywhere, all the time. Yeah. So that that right there does not fly. Because if you touch the kids or the wife, um, the higher-ups in the mob will knock you out. Yeah. Just to just to to put it in lighter terms. <laughs> uh, you'll find yourself swimming in the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> you know? Um swimming with the fishes. Exactly. That's 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 what I was trying to think of the saying. <laughs> Anyways, that's it's like what is that saying? Swimming with the fishes. You'll be swimming with the fishes. There's a lot of fish metaphors out there. You know, fish in a barrel, swimming with the fishes. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, um, he told police that he was up late watching TV, um, and he was unable to sleep, and he left for work early, and he told them that he, uh, what he did the rest of the day. Like, that he went to see his friends, and then he went home, and then he saw, called his friend, and, and all that. Police put him in protective custody while they searched for the suspect. Wow. So they uh, they didn't him. even question his story. No. They believed him. Upon searching the home, police found an empty box of a recently purchased thirty five caliber Marlin gun in his room and started to put pieces together for a clearer timeline. His story fell apart. Police thought it was more realistic for the murders to happen early in the morning since they were all still in their pajamas and in bed. And that placed Butch at home at the time of the killings. When police questioned him again, he started to change his story, saying that he, um, he saw Fellini come to the house and hold a gun to his head, and um, then him and an and a, uh, accomplice dragged Butch from room to room as they killed his family. But why would they do that? What was why? the motive behind keeping Butch alive? Wouldn't it make better sense if they had kept the father alive and watched yeah. them murder his family? Yeah. It like that doesn't make sense to me because if I were a hitman, I'm not saying that I am. I'm just putting it out there. I know but... that you're not, Sally. I <laughs> like I, I could guarantee that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> if if it were me, I would grab the father because the father's the one that owes me the money. Yeah. If and... you kill the father, how are you gonna get the money? Right? Yeah. So the story keeps okay. falling apart. Um, police... Yeah, I understand why it's falling apart. <laughs> yeah, police were persistent and started to see his story crumble and kept questioning him until Butch finally broke and said, "Quote: Once I started, I just couldn't stop. I went. It went so fast." End quote. Hmm. And so the trial for the murders begins. So beginning October fourteenth, nineteen seventy-five, with William Weber as DeFeo's defense attorney. Uh, Weber attempted an insanity plea and um, saying that he heard voices telling him to kill his family. Dr. Daniel Schwartz, the psychiatrist for the defense, supported the claim saying DeFeo was neurotic and suffered from disassociative disorder. Dr. Harold Zolin, the psychiatrist for the prosecution, proved that DeFeo only suffered from antisocial personality disorder which made him aware of his actions by but motivated by a self-centered attitude so on november yeah. on november 21st 1975 uh jurors found defeo guilty of six counts of second degree murder and sentenced to six consecutive life sentences in Greenhaven Correctional Facility in Beckman, New York, with no possibility of parole, which I believe he is still serving. Okay. And then the Lutz family comes in. Okay. So, this is where things turn paranormal. Um, it's up to you what you believe. 
I will tell you my thoughts at the end of this. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 13 months after the murders, the Lutz family moved in. Uh, George and Kathy Lutz purchased the 4,000 square foot home for... Can you take a guess? Yes, Chantal. I have a question. Yeah. Did they, when they moved in, did they know that the murders happened? Yes, because it was all over the okay. news. And uh, do you want to take a guess at what the reduced selling price for this house was? 100000 $80,000. Oh, I wasn't badly off. Right. I would, I mean, for that price, I would, I would go for it. And considering like, it. yes, it is the 70s. So houses back then weren't that much. But it's a 4,000-square-foot home. This is a big home. Wow, that's big. It's a big home. Um, I would, yeah, I would I would, I would, would go for it. Like 30, Get a priest in there, cleanse it, miles. maybe get a rabbi to cleanse <laughs> it. Like, I will hit all the religions just in case. Come in, cleanse it of any bad your, energy. All, all your bases, you know? Exactly. Clear it of any bad energy. Yeah. Just zhuzh it up and then, you know, make yeah. it home. So considering that it was a 4,000-square-foot home and only 30 miles away from New York, $80,000 is a steal. Yeah, that's not bad. So as soon as they moved in, unexplained uh, activity in the house started happening. So George said he woke up at 3.15 a.m. every single morning um, at around the same time the murders happened, supposedly. Um, like... The murders did happen at around 3.15 a.m. George supposedly woke up every morning at 3.15. He claimed, they claimed to smell strange odors, seeing green slime oozing from the walls and keyholes, and experienced cold spots in certain areas of the house. Okay, so clearly they have some chemical in their walls that um, builders used and it's now coming out of the walls because of moisture. And clearly, they need to fix their radiator, you know? Their heating is not the best. Maybe they need to check the airflow of the house and change with the spots where the radiator is, maybe? I don't know. I don't know, Chantal. It could be a ghost, too. Uh, well, <laughs> they got a priest to come into the house to bless it. And he claimed, the priest claimed to have heard a voice screaming, Get out! And told the Lutzes to never sleep in that room. I don't have an explanation for that. Um, uh, the garage door kept opening and closing on its own. Um, the knives in the kitchen were being knocked down on their own. Um, the son Daniel claimed to have seen a pig-like creature with red eyes staring down at him from his window. Um, George woke up with Kathy levitating off of their bed. And the sons, Daniel and Christopher, also levitated in their beds together. Okay, so garage, I was thinking, oh, maybe there's like, you know, some sort of wiring it issue. Could happen where, and like, then so here's knives... the thing about the garage thing, though, right? Um, yeah. This happened, I don't remember if this happened to us or someone that we knew, but their garage door kept opening and closing. And apparently the kid down the road had like a remote control car that whenever he would start, uh, like that's what caused their garage door yeah. to open and close. And so then things like that can happen. Yeah. And then I was thinking maybe the knives falling off or being launched off the table, maybe they're their house is kind of slanted slightly so it's like you know falling and then as it falls it bounces off something and launches i don't know maybe their counters are slanted. i don't know I but then levitating. <laughs> everything's like this yeah well you know you never know because like you know how sometimes you, you put something and you'll think it's straight and then like two like two months later you'll look at it and you'll like actually it's slightly crooked and you're like you're looking at mm -hmm. it like is that slanted yeah yeah exactly so maybe like Maybe they renovated and the table was slightly slanted and was launching things off of it. I don't know, but I don't have an explanation for the um, levitating um, other than maybe like jumping on the bed. But well, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe like maybe the ghost jumped on the bed and like launched them into the air or something. I don't know. Knows, <laughs> I don't have an explanation knows. for that. Uh, well, I can. Oh, great. Now I'm just picturing a ghost jumping on the bed <laughs> and then the people lying there trying to sleep and just being launched <laughs> into the air. <laughs> I, I, what, what was the. 
the oh it was when we were doing the Annabelle story and when we were talking about the demon like grabbing the doll and just going yeah just, la, yeah, la, yeah. La, la. yeah. <laughs> same thing applies here apparently um <laughs> but could you imagine you're just like the priest is like yeah you're you're being haunted and the ghost is just like i'm just jumping on the bed i don't know about you guys i'm having a great old i'm time. having a great time yeah <laughs> um anyways with all that uh happening uh 28 days after they moved in they moved out wow that quickly that they... happened that quickly yes because well i guess that makes sense but okay for two reasons Okay. I have two things to say about this. One is kind of like an explanation. One isn't. Okay. That is like so quick to have that many things happen. Like at once, you know, like to have all of that happen. Because normally it, normally when you hear horror stories like this, it's like, oh. It's um, gradual. It's it it's gradual. Up. It's over course of a couple of years. And then finally they had enough or and they months. leave. Yeah. Right. Secondly, I don't know if you saw on Netflix the oh yeah, I showed it to you, I think 28 Days Haunted. Yes. This would work with that theory that the Warrens had where um like hauntings will go through levels of activity over 28 days and the 28th day is the highest level of activity mm-hmm. that you typically get. So that would make sense 28 days and they left. That tracks with what the Warrens theory was. Yeah, and I think they had, um, they didn't really have a a strong association with this particular case, but they did have one associated with another house that inspired the, the film The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Which happened relatively close to where this house is. Yeah. And I'm like, and I know that the Warrens didn't have anything to do with this particular case, the Amityville case, but it's just interesting that mm. like their theory falls so perfectly in with what is happening at this house. 28 day cycle for or hauntings. It was all a coincidence. It could have been coincidence. So I mean, who knows? It could have been, it could have been, who knows? Maybe they had really high carbon dioxide or something making them hallucinate. Who knows? We don't know. Here's, here's the thing. Uh, Is it all true? Well, uh, George and Kathy took a lie detector test to prove their story and they, and they passed. Uh, The thing about lie detectors tests. They're easy to pass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And they don't hold up in any kind of court. Which, no. I'm not saying that this was, like, court-worthy, but they were trying to prove a point. Yeah. Uh, many believe that because the family was struggling financially and with other legal issues, they made up the story in order to sell it to the public. Which they eventually mm-hmm. did. Like, this this was made into books and m- movies afterwards. You know? Yeah. And here is the kicker to where I think all of this with the Lutzes is BS. Okay. Uh, Their former lawyer, William Weber, Mm -hmm. came out in 1979 and said that uh, they made up the story, uh, quote, over many bottles of wine. So the lawyer was there when they were making up the story. Is that what because, he's saying? Because wow. they were going to sell the story to make more money. Ah, got it. Now. Yeah, because there's like, there's a lot of the stuff that they were saying that was happening where my first thought, like they're con- like a lot of the stuff that was happening is common with hauntings and stories you hear about hauntings. But green but, ooze but, out of But the at the same time, walls? no, but yeah, but at the same time, I'm like a lot of the stuff could be explained debunked right like yes. green ooze out of the walls like i know sometimes in older houses they do leak stuff from the wa- from the walls um especially if depending on the material that it's that is made mm-hmm. with right especially because that will interact with newer materials or chemicals and that will suck it out of you know the wall and maybe the wall will be a little bit sticky um but like like that stuff can be explained as well it's like and then the levitating, that's where it's, that's where it for me, really... becomes a lot less believable. Yeah. And, like, 
there are a lot of hauntings where people are like, yeah, I definitely levitated. And you hear those firsthand like accounts. But at the same time, I'm like, levitation to me is very unbelievable in a haunting. Mm -hmm. I never really believed in like levitation and stuff like things being knocked off tables and thrown and hearing weird noises that stuff totally i can understand it but like levitating that's a lot of it is i mean i can't i can't lift someone if i'm a ghost what are they doing are they like lifting them up bridal style and like pushing them into the air like how how just that's that's my thought like how does it work because like you know if you if a ghost is going to throw something they're going to pick it up and toss it or they're going to smack yeah. it, right? But how do you lift someone to levitate them? I don't know. That's just my... Uh, you need a lot just, of energy to do yeah. that. To do that yeah, to that's, more than one person, they would yeah. need so much energy for that. Yeah, that's just that's just my thought on... And that kind of... That the, their story stemmed the idea that there was something more sinister and supernatural with the DeFeo murders and why they were all asleep when it happened mm, mm-hmm. and that like maybe that was the reason why um butch just cracked and he said that he heard voices saying that yeah say like telling him to do it but then he then says like no i didn't what yeah, they 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 prove in court. They proved in court that he wasn't. He didn't have any kind of mental illness. So here's here's my question now. Do you think now the house is haunted? Because well, I always felt, I always felt at least for me, when somebody goes and believes that something is haunted, that through that energy it can become haunted. So do I you think, think so. with everybody believing and? a lot of people going there to do paranormal investigations. Do you think that it's haunted just because so many people believe that it was haunted, that that energy manifested in the house I, I think as a haunting? I think it's a possibility. And um, I think this story is associated with one particular pi- picture of a boy ghost apparition. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it was taken in 1976 um, which technology back then wasn't the greatest, so it's a little bit harder to fabricate. Yeah. Uh, the photo features a little boy peeking his head out of a room. I'm getting chills because I, I know the picture so well in my head because it's probably one of the most famous ghost pictures out there. Um, it's a little boy peeking his head out of the room over the railing with white eyes that appear to be glowing. Um, I got chills. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, do you know the picture I'm talking about? I do, but here is here's so the, my. Thought. They believe that the even boy, though they believe that the boy is John Matthew DeFeo, who was okay. I believe here, the youngest. Here's my thought on that. Even though it was harder to like do Photoshop because I mean obviously Photoshop wasn't a thing, there was ways to manipulate photos. Yes, and especially with cameras back in the day, if you had. If they put a boy up there to pose and did a double exposure camera, like, photo, could easily create something like that. That's where I, I like, I always think of this stuff. Yes. You know, when I'm watching these shows and movies, I'm like, how could I recreate that? Yeah. And how could I explain it? And if I can't find an explanation, well, then, you know, looks like a doctor duck talks like a duck type of thing right Mm -hmm. must be a duck (laughs) but at the same time if there's an explanation for it then you know it could be it might not be but at least you know that there is some sort of way to explain it yeah and i like like i like how we do these we have these conversations because i think we we didn't really talk about this but we both are (laughs) believers yeah, I like it sounds like I don't believe, but I very much believe but in ghosts. I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> more of the mindset of there has to be an explanation mm-hmm. and there always is some kind of explanation until there isn't. And right. And that's kind of... 
that's why I'm always like thinking like, what is the explanation for this? Because if you rule everything out, then you know for sure that that's what you've got. Yeah. Right. But like in instances like this, it's always good to think about like what it could have been. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the name of the show, but there was a show where they did something very similar where they would go through and they would do different experiments to try to debunk whatever was going on in the house. And if they couldn't, they were like, well, then it has to be yeah. a ghost because we've tried everything and it we can't figure out yeah. what it was. And that's like kind of why I think with a lot of these places, they're not, they don't start out haunted, but they end up haunted because so many people believe it's the haunted. Energy, yeah. They bring that energy and because so many people believe in it, it, it ends eager, up haunted. Uh, an e um, Egregore? Yes, thank you. Egregore. And it's like, and it's like, there's a lot of um, haunting stories where you hear where they'll be like, yeah, there's this ghost. Nobody knows where she comes from, but this is like her name or this is his name or, you know, and I firmly believe that those particular ghosts aren't necessarily ghosts that died or had something tragic happen in that area. They just were manifested through people's belief in them. Just by one person being like, yeah, I heard the name, like, I don't know, the only name coming to mind is Sally, but. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> They'll be like, I heard, I heard the name Sally, like, you know, there must be a little girl ghost named Sally. Yeah. And then um, that manifests that I, ghost. I agree. I think a lot of the times it becomes more haunted with the amount of energy that is mm -hmm. put into investigating whether or not they're haunted yeah which is so fascinating to me because then you hear you see um paranormal investigators on their shows on tv or youtube and the next one is always going to be more haunted than the first yeah <coughs> Don't you go turning into a ghost on us now. I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. Sorry. I, I had like nuts as like a little after dinner snack and now they're um, drying up my throat. We had leftover turkey. You know, I didn't. Oh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Happy it Thanksgiving. It was like five weeks ago by the time you guys see this, but. Um... <laughs> For us, thing, when we're recording, Thanksgiving was like two days ago. Yes. Yesterday. It's in October for those American friends who don't know canadian culture <laughs> yeah canada has, celebrates thanksgiving in october anyways but but i i definitely agree in the fact that um the energy that people put into a certain place causes things to manifest or yeah um it could be all psychological as well like it very well could be like your belief your so, belief i you're so you 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 have the mindset of I'm walking into one of the most haunted houses alleged in the world and you truly truly believe that and every time you have like a spirit box section or something happened in the house your immediate mindset is to oh well it's haunted it's whatever it is in in this house mm -hmm. and you you're so you're looking for that evidence. So you're like any sound you hear, you you're like, it's a ghost. You're fishing for it. Yeah. Another fish. Uh, <laughs> we're full of them today. <laughs> well, there's lots of fish in the sea, you know? God. We're not, we're not going to go there in our tragic love life. <laughs> in this instance, fish doesn't mean people. It means metaphors. Fish metaphors. <laughs> Um, but Anyways. yeah, but yeah, I truly do believe that is also because like case. if you're told if you're told, oh, there's a little girl named Sally who's haunting this house, you're going to be thinking, I'm sorry, it's the only name I can think of right now. Chills. It's because I just watched the Sam and Colby episode. Oh, of the Sally, <laughs> the house? Sally house. Yeah. Um, that. We're all in spooky. It was so now, good. It's so. really good. I love it. Yeah. Um, but like if you go in with that idea or that preconceived notion that, oh, you know, there's a little girl ghost named Sally. You're going to be looking for evidence about Sally. Right? And if there is, happens to be a ghost there, and you ask them what their name is, well, they've heard you say this name however many times. 
they're just going to say that name so that they can keep interacting with you. So they get more power to interact yeah, and that's with the just, next person. That's just, like, that's just like my thought behind it. And like even then, even if you don't get like that particular name, everyone's going to assume that they're talking with that one ghost Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so then you end up manifesting that i that thought or even ghosts because i firmly believe that just by their nature ghosts end up forgetting who they are that a lot of times like just because they've been alive for so long think about it this way you're a ghost you died 200 years ago that's a long time to remember those events i can't even remember what i had for breakfast this morning i don't even think i had breakfast this morning i don't remember right like think about that plus 200 years i think that's the case and then you have ghosts but when it comes to residual ghosts they still if they no residual ghosts are different yeah because residual ghosts are just going through the motions of of their life so like residual ghosts could just be um like i don't know a guard walking down the hallway of a Mm -hmm. prison over and over again but he doesn't know that that's he's stuck in that loop so you can't actually interact with them right but like but my point is is if a ghost is told that her name is sally over the course of like 75 years that ghost is going to start believing that that's their name or you know that's just my thought it's something more demonic and it's saying well Everyone seems to like Sally, so I'm just going to pretend to be Sally. Sally, exactly. And get more power from them. That's yeah. That's also a possibility. Yeah, exactly. There's so but these many are like, possibilities. There's so many possibilities. These are just the things I think about, like, whenever I watch ghost shows and hear these names. I'm it's like, good, and I like our approach to these types of conversations, and I, even when we're not recording, we have these types of conversations, <laughs> conversations all the time. All the time yeah. Whether or not things are truly haunted, but then you kind of have to think, well, there could have been a draft, or mm-hmm. the house is really old. It could ooze out some kind of substance that you don't know. Yeah. Right? And maybe you might want to get that checked if your house you is really using should. substances. You, really <laughs> you might want to bring in like a builder or some sort of chemist or someone to check yeah. and see now, if it's toxic. I, but... I could be wrong in saying this, but I don't think after the Lutz has moved out that there were any kind of paranormal incidences quite like that. Mm. Yeah. So it kind of just for like puts the nail in the coffin of the fact that they did make this up yeah it sounds so sounds so odd because i sound like such a skeptic but i do believe in ghosts i I promise but these are just some things that i think about because i'm always like well i want i want the 100 percent. there's no way to be to debunk it proof that it's a ghost because if you can debunk it then it's obviously the possibility that it can be something else Mm -hmm. yeah and I don't know when it comes to true crime cases like this or like the Velisca axe murder house that we will eventually cover. It's so difficult to like, there's so much more that led up to the murders that Mm -hmm. people tend to forget about. Yeah. They tend to focus on the hauntings more. So I find when there's like a, when there's a, uh, when there's like a ghost element to, like because, true crime a lot of people forget see, about because they'll see the movie just like you did a couple yeah, days just ago like and it'll say in the opening credits based on based a on a true, true story. story and yeah. next thing you know it's haunted yeah but who knows it could be haunted now like you said like people mm-hmm. strongly believing that it is and and it just kind of generated energy in there I don't. I really don't know. It's hard to say. It's uh, we maybe one day we'll we'll go and do our own investigation there. Yeah, maybe one day, and you won't tell me. I'll be blindfolded. You know, we won't tell me where we are, so I get no bias. I'll that go is in alone. The goal for this, so just to give I'll go in a alone. little heads up. <laughs> Eventually, we would like to do paranormal investigations when we have the money. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, because it's not cheap, 
also to travel to these places like we would have for to us stay- especially in this economy yeah <laughs> we're not gonna get there uh that scares me more than the ghosts <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um we would like to do paranormal investigations and Chantel has come up with the brilliant idea of um it would be similar to how we do the shows where I do all the research and tell Chantel everything um but she wants to go in and do a solo investigation on her own mm-hmm. right without, off the bat without any knowledge no prep nothing just not even being told not even being told what we're investigating no absolutely not i'll obviously know the state obviously know the state and maybe the city but unless it's like the most recognizable house but then we would just blindfold you and place you yeah but you're but i am gonna be yeah because that's that's the goal is to have sally blindfold me not tell me anywhere about where we're going i mean obviously on the plane i won't be blindfolded could you imagine that'd be creepy (laughs) um but where we're when we're on our way to the um place where we're investigating i'm gonna have her blindfold me so i don't know and driving up i don't see any signs and i don't get to take the blindfold off until i'm inside the building and doing my solo investigation and i i'm curious to see if that happens um when One, that happens i you know it. what i'm gonna manifest it <laughs> like going you know people manifest ghosts going i'm gonna to manifest happen. it um when that happens to see what kind of activity you get right because it'd be interesting you have no pre preconceived notion right. of anything right and that's why i like i want to do it so badly it's just because i want to know going in without hearing you know, the story. I mean, obviously, I might have heard, I'm going to have heard a few of these because um, I do watch those ghost shows. There's one but place in particular I won't, that I would love to take. I you won't that is... recognize it yeah. because I haven't been there before, right? So, without having those preconceived stories right fresh in my mind, what kind of evidence will I get without knowing like where I am, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that's something I've always been like wondering yeah. with these ghost shows is like, if they didn't know, you know, that there were, we're that this was a sanatorium. We're not letting anyone take our idea. <laughs> I may cut this all out of the episode. That's okay. Like, I'm always curious, like, how how would the evidence change yes. if you didn't know? And then if I go in knowing everything. Yeah, how does that change? I think that definitely would play with me because I would I would be too freaked out to want to talk to anything. That like if we go to the Conjuring House, for example. I oh yeah, never, the Conjuring first, House. First of all, scary. I would never let you. I would never let you go in there by yourself. That's, okay. There's certain there's certain places where I know you really want to go in there by yourself, but I'm not letting you. For your own safety. <laughs> okay, well then, how about how about for those places, um, we don't do solos, but I'm still blindfolded, brought in. I won't tell you anything. Won't tell me anything leave. about it. I'll let you. And then the and then you just stand you just stand in the corner. And then like you'll the just creepy see demon. my face, just like, oh god, no, no. I'll be there. I'll be there. Like, hey, demon. <laughs> what's your name you'll be there like i'll be freaking the fuck out i'll be like oh this place is nice maybe we should buy it you know it's kind of cute like look at the little fireplace it's got over there (laughs) and i'll be like hey ghost in my mind i'm like there was a demon sacrificed in that (laughs) and i'm like and i'm like hey ghost how would you like to have some more company and you're just there in the corner like please don't (laughs) hyperventilating (laughs) you're hyperventilating in the corner freaking out Oh, God. Uh, the things that we wish and we yeah. hope for. Um, Anyways, we went on a bit of a tangent. The point is, did. one day, we hope to do our own paranormal investigations. And um, like you said, I'm, I'm curious to see what, uh, what, you're, what you come up with with those investigations. There is yeah. a place that we could go to. Actually, there's multiple, multiple places that we could go to right now if we wanted to, but equipment... Is very equipment expensive. is expensive um so let us know in the comments if you want us to check out those places and we'll do like the um very beginner paranormal hunting with we the like set, flashlight listen we have to set milestones share this with all of your friends share this with all yeah. of your family if we hit 
well, like, what's a good a good number to start a Patreon? Five thousand. Okay, if we hit five thousand followers, we will start a Patreon so that we can raise money to go ghost hunting. Yeah, I mean, this is probably going to be in ten years. Chantal. <laughs> But I'm going to manifest it. I'm going to manifest it for... I'm manifesting it. I'm going to manifest it for 2024. The very first episode, because so when we're recording this, I am actually going to cut this out, but um, the first episode of this show has garnered um, almost 200 views, and that's the most views we've gotten. Wow. Yeah. I did not know I we had that. I keep watching many. it. I keep what like the second day I watched it and it was at like um it was at like 61 views and I'm like, "Wow, that's actually pretty fast for a second day." And yeah. then I looked at it over the weekend and it's at like 180. Well, what can I say? People like like to be scared. I know. It's this is great. I love it. We should have started this a long time ago. Yeah, we should have started this first <laughs> over our other one. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Um, that is all that I have to say on the Amityville. Well, that's it. That's the end. That is the end. Oh, for some reason, I thought there was like another family that moved in. I'm sure there is. Um, but I just Mm. wanted to end it there because the Lutzes very clearly, I mean, their lawyer was like, yeah, Yeah, their lawyer was straight up like, oh yeah, like they lied. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, it could be, maybe not. I don't know. It's up to you. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Yeah. Do you think it's haunted? Do you think it's not haunted? I don't Do you think, think it was a manifested haunting? <laughs> that they manifested it? I think maybe after them being in the house and them like manifesting. Pro- profiting, profiting. Profiting off of it. Maybe and then having so many people believe in it. I feel like it's more of a manifested haunting than anything. I think, I think they saw an opportunity. Too. and took it yeah it could be yeah i, I feel like they saw they saw an, they saw an opportunity and i mean i would too if i found out my house was haunted i'd be like hey ghost hunters come take or, a peek at what i have like they knew because they moved in 13 months after the murders oh that's really close right wow so maybe they're like let's play on this idea of something that butch had said in his testimonies Oh yeah, that's true. That maybe some people may believe. I forgot he said that. The fact that he (laughs) said that he heard voices telling them to telling him to kill it, kill everyone. Wow. Yeah, I completely forgot that he said that. So maybe they they looked at that and they said, "Let's play on that more." Yeah, but I mean, who knows? They could have been telling the truth the whole time, and it could have been paranormal. I again, I don't know. If if that's are you okay? That was yeah, really no, sorry. I thing. I smacked my hand against the table, and then I kind of I I saw the wince in your head in your face. Yeah, like I um yeah I smacked it really hard against the table. <laughs> that really hurt, but it's okay. I'm leaving that in. I'm Don't worry, I'm I'm not a ghost, so <laughs> we can continue. Um. And yeah, I kind of lost my tangent there. <laughs> yeah, but no, but I I agree. I think that it wasn't a haunting until everybody just uh, started to believe that it was a haunting. Maybe it was, but it wasn't. It, it very degree, well could have been. It wasn't to the degree that they yeah. claimed it to be. That, yeah, that like what they claimed was a little extreme, in my opinion. It was especially for it to happen so quickly in twenty eight days. You normally, don't hear that for hauntings, not that quickly. Keep in mind, this is like the mid seventies. Um, there's there's a lot of films coming out at this time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the I don't I don't remember when The Exorcist came out, but you have The Exorcist, you have. Harry. Mm-hmm. You have a plethora of other ones that have come out during this time that really spooked people. 
Yeah. And like you just, yeah, you have all these people thinking about hauntings and then they hear about another haunting and they get invested in that story and they're like, oh, look, it's haunted. And that manifests. And I think, um, hold on, I got to look something up real quick. Okay. Um, so the, the, the true story behind the devil made me do it, which I had mentioned earlier on Mm -hmm. happened in 1981, which is only a couple of years after this. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm not saying anything. you've got, I feel like you very much have a mixture of possibly paranormal people manifesting the paranormal and the psychological because people do like to get scared. I find that a lot. Like even people who say that they don't like to get scared, they still like to get scared every once in a I while because they'll laugh it off. Like that yeah. one time that you scared the shit out of me when I was over at your house. We laughed for a good like 30 minutes after that. What like happened? people like Wait, what remember we were watching a lot of horror shows and we were home alone and then you thought I left the bedroom light on but I was still inside the bedroom light and I turned around and you were wearing your like black pajamas and all I saw was this black mass reaching around to turn the light off and I screamed really loudly and then you we looked at me because you screamed at me because I screamed and you were like I didn't realize that you were still here I thought you went back downstairs <laughs> <laughs> we laughed for like a good 30 minutes <laughs> oh god that was really good that was good that was good that was, that was a fun. really good one uh you owe me no i don't owe you anything <laughs> you owe me for that scare <laughs> or maybe it got you back because i scared you when i screamed <laughs> but, that was, that was that was that it's good and like that's what i mean people like to get to get scared because it's fun sometimes you know why so, people go to haunted houses all the time yeah like you know like, Canada's like wonderland the, scare, the halloween yes, haunts yes the scare the scare haunts not the mm-hmm. ghost hunting type yeah, yeah, yeah so i feel I like think, with with that in too, mind a lot of people use it as like not so much as like oh we're gonna go to a, a haunted house more like oh we're gonna go see the spectacle yeah and i i think too with hauntings and i'm guilty of this as well you know it's haunted or you have this like preconceived notion in your head that it's very haunted and you go into a place and you're like your 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 senses are so hyper aware or you you your mind is playing tricks on you that's all psychological it is it is it's very much all psychological everything about it in your head and like you go into a building and especially a lot a lot of the more derelict buildings you're going to hear so many sounds and you're just going to be questioning every single sound you're going to be like is that a ghost is that not a ghost is that just the building crumbling around me Hmm. you know is it an animal is it you know so you have all these other things strange because i don't get that feeling with casaloma for example, because I didn't know it was haunted until after I had already been there and toured right. the house. And for me, and I... So I, for me, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I've already been yeah. there and it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like, like for me, I never felt like, like, I didn't know it was haunted until like you told me it was haunted. <laughs> you were like, hey, by the way, did you know Castle was haunted? And I was like, no way. I would have never guessed. But that being said, I always did get a weird feeling in the tunnel and then in the the their their safe fault thing that they have. But also it could be because I'm claustrophobic. So <laughs> that could be it. But I oh, but those were the only two places, head. right? Exactly. <laughs> but those were the only two places where I was like, this feels like it could be haunted, you know? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, like I said, that's all yeah. that I have for today. We really went on a tangent there. Yeah, the we end. really went that on a tangent great. at the end, but you know what? That's okay. That's what that's we're here okay. for. Got, we got a lot. Like, join in, <laughs> join in, on the, in the comments. Be nice to each other in the comments, by the way. Also, be nice to us. We yeah. We're very hard. We're very <laughs> sensitive people. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, with that being said, thank you for listening slash watching. Um, I don't have anything prepped after this, so I'm going to have to start researching. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to start researching. I'm very I can't, excited. 
Yeah, I can't help your research. I'm too busy researching for school. So. You are busy with school, so when you're done school, <laughs> then you can help me. But yeah, uh, for for the time being, I really enjoy doing the research behind it because then I kind of like I'll see things happen. Like like with this story, for example, when I said it was haunted, and I'm like, I'll share you what my opinions are at the end of this. It's because I know they made it all up. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fun for me to kind of see you tag along and and see your reaction with you're like it's like it's like you're like are you thinking what i'm thinking or is she thinking something completely different because if it is <laughs> then i am way off <laughs> yeah right could you imagine one day you're like yeah it's totally not haunted and i'm there like oh my god it's totally haunted <laughs> oh. oh god okay anyways well uh, thank you for listening slash watching. Uh, like, share, subscribe. Um, please subscribe so we can get to 5,000 followers so that we can start a Patreon so that we can start ghost hunting. Yep. And uh, uh, if you would like to see me and Chantel get scared shitless, <laughs> please subscribe. And honestly, it'll probably be us scaring the shit out of each other. Most of the time. I'll turn around. I'll probably turn around, forget you're there, and then scream because I think I see a shadow person, but you're just there like <laughs> I tend to be a very quiet person. I sneak And you're up very on jumpy. People, I sneak up on people at work unintentionally. All the time. Yes. And you're also very jumpy. Like anytime any sound happens, you're like, Oh, it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hear a bang in the distance, not even close to me. I jump. Yeah. Um That'll I'll be see. interesting. Yeah um anyways thank you so uh how do we end this yeah like share subscribe we'll we'll stay spooky stay spooky i thought you were gonna say stay sparkly for a second there stay sparkly as well i think we all need to stay little... spooky sparkly and scared i don't know i like that tagline shit trademark trademark say stay spooky sparkly and scared i burped in the middle of that i'm sorry let me try that again stay spooky sparkly and scared until next time <laughs> toodles, toodles.